everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey. And we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. Tell me how you're growing this week. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about this thing that happens to me, or maybe it's a thing that I do. I don't know. It's like, you know, when people say that you shouldn't be afraid to take up space. Absolutely. That concept of taking up space is seemingly not an issue for me, but I think very similarly, but on a small scale, I sometimes find myself trying not to inconvenience other people. For example, actually, this happened to me while we were in Portland. We were at a winery and the person that was serving us, it seemed like they were packing up and like closing up the like room we were sitting in. I was like, what time are they closing? And you said five. And it was like almost four. And I was like, are you sure they're not closing up before? Because it really seemed like he was trying to leave. I was like, I do not want to be sitting around here if he's like trying to get off his shift. And like those kinds of things bring me actual anxiety. Like I don't want to, even if I'm driving in the car and there's somebody behind me and I'm going the speed limit, but like not any over the speed limit. Somebody seems like they're behind me and trying to go fast and like... Mm -hmm maybe in a hurry. Like, oh, maybe I should speed up so they, you know, get where they're going. And I don't know why I have such like regard and anxiety about other people's needs. And sometimes I'm not thinking about my own in those situations. Do you feel like it's something that happens primarily with strangers? I think, I mean, I haven't, it's only been a few days of me thinking about this and all of the examples that I've found so far have been with strangers. Yeah. I think that I mean, with people I know, I don't want to inconvenience them, but I also trust, I think, that they could be like, hey, they could tell me what they need or want, and I would, you Mm -hmm. know, work with that. But it feels like with strangers, I'm like trying to intuit what they want or don't want, and I'm ignoring my own wants and needs. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you're basing a lot of it off of like body language, like a lot of like unspoken things. Yeah, for sure. So Interesting. not sure what to do about that, but it's something I've been thinking about. And I think it's, you know, like a trigger and something that I can work on. So, yeah. Well, the first step is realizing it. So awareness. We like awareness. Yeah, we do. <laughs> what about you? How are you growing? You are going to be really proud of me because I initiated and engaged a confrontation this past oh week. Oh my gosh, Anna, that's amazing. I know it was terrible, but <laughs> but you practiced. Yeah, it was very necessary. Well, um, I'm proud of you for initiating a confrontation, especially one that was so warranted. Thank you so much. My heart was like beating out of my chest, and at first, you know how like when your mouth gets really dry and you like like kind of like cluck your tongue at some point, like it kind of like catches. Mm-hmm. That totally happened to me in like the first like three sentences I said. I was like, oh gosh. Well, it sounds like you did a great job. Thank you. If I had to get in a confrontation with anybody, I would want it to be with you. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, We are talking about alternate life paths today, and I'm pretty excited about this one. I am pumped. I feel like this is one of the first ones that you've like spearheaded, which I'm thrilled about because it's not something that I've thought overly much about. Yeah, I recently read... The Midnight Library, and if you haven't read it, highly recommend. It is about a woman who is extremely unhappy, and she, I think she takes a bunch of pills. This happens in the first, like, chapter or two, so it's not a spoiler. And then she kind of goes into this, like, limbo where she's in a library, and every book in there is a different version of her life. 
It's crazy. So the book is her like exploring all these different avenues and it just, even though it's like a fantasy fiction book, I was like, this feels so relatable because I feel like everybody has these times in their life that they can look back on and think like, Oh, what if I had made a different decision? Like what would my life look like now? Okay. Well tell me if you had made different decisions, what would your life look like now? Okay. I have two big life decisions that I think could have sent me on like a really different path. The first one is the one that I like always think about when people say like, Oh, is there anything in your life you regret? Or is there anything in your life that you wish you could go back and make a different choice? And I always think of this one, but I never say it. Which is? So when I was a freshman in high school, I dated this guy who I was just like head over heels for. And we didn't date for that long, like maybe three months or something like that. And we broke up. He he broke up with me like very out of nowhere. And I found out later that – so I was at church camp and he was hanging out with another girl. And then oh. when I got – the night that I like got back from church camp and I was like so excited to talk to him on the phone because I hadn't been able to talk to him all week. And then we broke up. And the next day – there was like a group of us that always hung out on Sunday nights. Like we would go to youth group and then we would go to this one person's house who actually was my first like serious boyfriend. Wow. <laughs> we would go to his house. <laughs> this whole group of us is small town. There's not that many people. And we would just like hang out and watch TV. And I knew that he was going to be there. And I went and we ended up going on a walk and we were talking and – like we weren't going to get back together, but it set us on this course of like, I was available to him whenever he wanted attention from me. Oh no. And so it was years, like he would date other people, but he would, it's like, I don't know. He had some sensor, which I know other people have definitely felt this before that you're like almost over somebody. And then they are like, Hey, I miss you. What's up? Yeah. It's like they know uh-huh. they ha- they can sense that you're like almost over it and then they come back to you. Yeah. And so he would do this like for years, like he would date other people and then randomly would come back to me and be like, I miss you so much. Like blah, 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 whatever. Right. And I just never got over him. I mean, I am now obviously, but it took, <laughs> it took so many years. Like I think we were on and off together, never officially back together ever but probably for like seven years. Wow. And it just, it just like, I didn't realize it at the time. And the day that I like really got over him, I literally was cackling. I was like, oh my gosh. Like it just hit me like how toxic. Ridiculous. The whole situation. It all, yes. I was like, why did nobody like slap me across the face and be like, what are you doing? You can't tell somebody that though. You really can't. I don't even think it's worth trying to be totally honest, unless it's a really, you know, like a dangerous situation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really don't think you can like live people's like let you have to let people live their experience. Yeah. Which is probably true. I don't think it would have actually worked, but I I wishful thinking. Um, (laughs) You wish that you could talk yourself out of (laughs) out of that one walk at the beginning. Slapped me. (laughs) I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And so the time, the day that I like got over him. We had been talking and we were like, actually going to like get back together. Like we were going to fully date each other. Like that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And we saw each other back in our hometown. He went to a school in a different state and we saw each other one weekend. It was like my spring break or his spring break or something. And then 
I didn't see him during the week because I was at school. And then I went back home for the second weekend and he was totally different. And he was, I was like, so like, where are we going from here? And he was like, I just don't know anymore. And he had been like really pursuing me for like, maybe like a year and a half. And I was like, I don't know if I trust you, like blah, 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 blah. And then like a year later, he posted, he had started dating a girl and he posted on his Facebook, like happy one year. And I realized that their one year anniversary was like two days after he had left home. Wow. And so I was like, oh, so he had been, he was talking to this girl before, you know, who knows how long before, but he came home and like told me that he loved me and all this stuff. And then when I saw it, I just like started laughing. I was like, oh my God, of course. Like, of course he is. He has literally done this since we broke up when I was a ninth grader and he was a 10th grader. Like that has been this pattern the whole time. And I don't know why I expected him to do something different. That's crazy. And I think since then we've seen each other one time. We like ran into each other a few years ago at a bar and I was like, I hate this so much. This is so uncomfortable. We talked for like 10 minutes and I was like, okay, I gotta bye. Go. Yeah. I um, mean, you learned your lesson and then you were over it, which is great. Yeah. But I think we're going to do an episode on codependency sometime soon, but I think it really set me on this journey in romantic relationships to be codependent on people in this really specific way where I will allow other people to make me feel small or I will make myself small so that I can feel wanted, even if it's just a little bit, but that feels better to me than not being wanted at all. Yeah. That makes total sense. And so that's a tough one. Yeah. So that I'm like, Oh man, like what if I had just not gone that night? What if, you know, knowing he was going to be there, what if I had just avoided him and been like, okay, we're broken up. I'm going to be sad about it and I'm going to get over it. And I'm not going to let this go on for seven years. So do you feel like you actively regret that? Yes. Oh, interesting. Hmm. That's my like, I think that's my one like big regret in life. I'm like, if I could undo that, because it just ruined my self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that if it were me, like the way that my brain works, it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't gone on that walk, but who knows if I wouldn't have just like ended up talking to him three days later and fallen into the same pattern, you know? That's totally true. Yeah. I think for me, I'm like, that was like a very conscious choice that I made. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Wait, do you want to share one? Sure. Um, share okay. One? I'll okay. share a pretty similar one. So I think probably one of my like biggest divergence points is if I were to have stayed with my high school boyfriend, which mm-hmm. we broke up, the circumstances were kind of like a little bit not out of our control, but it wasn't like either one of us really wanted to break up. So I think all the time about how I think I probably would have been very happy in that relationship too. It's just a totally different path than where I've gotten to. And I like, not that I'm super happy where I am. It's just crazy to me that like one choice really truly kind of changes the whole trajectory of what your life looks like, because who knows where I would be. I might not even be sitting here talking to you. Yeah. I, I don't really think you would be. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely possible. But that leads me to, because when I was prepping for this episode, I was thinking more about not even just those big points, because obviously that was one. I don't have very many of those in my life that I can look at one moment or one choice and think, oh, that would have really changed my life. But I feel like there are a lot of little ones that I can think of. For example, if my friend 
Caitlin didn't go work mm-hmm. at the place that she worked at out of college, I never would have met Seb. Yeah. Like it wasn't even my choice. It was her choice. Right. It's yeah. Somebody else's life yeah. choice. Because all of a lot of the other circumstances, like I feel like there was no scenario where she and I weren't friends because we were around each other so much growing up. And yeah. there was no scenario where she and Erica weren't friends, which Erica's the one who knew Seb. Right. So the only like really possibility is that if Caitlin and Erica hadn't met, then Seb and I would not have met. And that that's possible. Like Caitlin could have taken a job yeah. at any place. Yeah, 100%. Instead, she went to this one company that allowed me to meet Erica, who introduced me to Seb. Yeah. It's crazy. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't been thinking at all about, like, other people's decisions and how those would impact my life in some way. Ooh. That just opens up the door big time, huh? Yeah. You got any uh, other big, big splits? My other big split is from after college when I was deciding what I wanted to go to grad school for. And for at least like six months, I was like pretty sure I wanted to do forensic psychology, which I'm, I'm still sometimes when I talk about it, I'm like, man. I mean, I I really think that what you do now is very interesting, but that would have been pretty Mm -hmm. cool too. (laughs) That would have been also interesting. Um, yeah, even my cousin Blair works for the secret service. Wow. I hope I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm sure I am. It's fine. And I interviewed, or I didn't interview, but I sent like a list of questions to a girl that she worked with who went to school for forensic psychology. Wow. And she just talked to me a little bit about like her degree and what she liked about it and what she would change and what types of jobs she can get with it and that type of thing. And so I was looking at, I was looking at um, a couple of schools the the thing was, is like, there's not that many schools, at least then, that have forensic psychology degrees. Yeah. And so the closest one was George Washington in DC. And so I was like looking at that. And then I met this girl named Susan, who's friends with Brittany and Jordan. And she was talking to me about social work. And I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I like had kind of forgotten that social work was a thing. And so I was going back and forth between the two on like what I wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, if I had applied and done that, like I would have moved to DC and like, I don't know that I would even know you or Hannah, like yeah, any of those people from Three Birds, I would not have met Taylor. Like, I think I would have been on a completely different life path. Yeah, that is super crazy. And it makes me think like, okay, when you were making that decision, did you, mm-hmm. do you feel like you made that decision from like, a logical perspective or did you go kind of with your gut? I think I went with my gut because like I had decided in middle school that I wanted to be a therapist. Okay. And then in my senior year of undergrad, I took a criminology class and loved it. And my professor recommended me for an internship in the crime analysis unit at the Greensboro Police Department. And I went in and got interviewed, got fingerprinted and the background, it was supposed to be a summer internship and the background check was taking forever to complete. And it was like August and they still like weren't done researching my background or whatever. I'm sure it was like pretty low on their like priority list. Yeah. But at that point I was like, I have to get a job. Like yeah. I can't, I can't work at Gap for, you know, and like actually live for, um, for much longer. And so then I ended up moving home and working for a public relations firm and 
whatever. But I'm like, oh, if like that had worked out and I had gotten to do that, that could have either made me be like, okay, I definitely don't want to do something in this realm or I definitely do or whatever. But I think when I was learning about social work and learning that I could do so many different things, I was like, okay, this thing that you wanted to do forever was be a therapist. So like, that's probably like what you should choose. But it was hard. I went back and forth on it for a long time. Yeah. Well, I do think it's probably a good sign that if you like were interested in it as a child, that's like, that's a real, a real thing. But yeah, I do sometimes wish it was easier to like try out a job, you know? Yeah. Like what Uh if you want to change jobs? It's hard as an adult, especially if you're really established in your career, because it seems like such a risk to go to this other thing that you might not even like because you've never actually done it. Right. Right. Well, in there's a lot of things that you would have to go back to school for and school is very time consuming and also very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. We should work on that. Are there any other big life decisions that you can think of? Um, yeah. Quitting my job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was also thinking that one. I was like, I hope she says that one because yeah. I'm going to bring it up. I feel like not. that's perpetually a split though. It's like, it's not even that one choice. It's like, okay, the choice to quit my job and also the subsequent choices to continue staying here at home and not getting another job. Right. Every, almost like at least a few times a week, I think, oh, what if I, you know, got a job in this or if I went back to school and did this like I think about it all the time and every time it's like no that's not the right choice and I feel good I feel good about my decisions like I feel I'm happy that I'm able to like stand strong in those decisions I'm not going to do something I don't want to do yeah but that's not like a it wasn't a one-time choice it's a continual choice yeah that makes sense I was wondering too when you were saying that like if you had to go get a job yeah like what what do you think you would want to do what do you think would make really, you maybe not insanely happy, but what would not make you miserable? I think that could go a lot of different ways. Truly right now, I don't think I would go back to work unless there was some situation where we really needed money, which I don't foresee happening. But right. I think if it were like, oh, I need a little bit of money, but like I'm not supporting our family, I would probably mm-hmm. maybe just pick up a retail job um, yeah. or I would go... I feel like it's a strong possibility that I would go back into tech because I did like that. I could go back into what I was doing or I could, I've thought a lot off and on about going, like doing a boot camp to be an engineer, a developer. Oh, very cool. Especially because I feel like, I don't know that this for sure. I worked with enough developers. I feel like you're interfacing with a few people, but like it's not a whole lot of like customer interaction and like right. being on, which is the part that's a little bit exhausting to me. Okay. It's more like behind the scenes work projects. Yes. Yeah. Like doing your job, checking things off, fixing problems. And yeah, there's like, there's the interpersonal part, especially with product or your boss or whatever. But other than that, that's not a whole lot. Do you think it would be even more appealing to you? Because now most people just work from home anyway. So I definitely think that that's something that I like, but the job I had when I decided to quit was a, sta- mm-hmm. was, was a work from home job. The office was out of Atlanta oh. and I worked in Raleigh. So <gasps> oh, that was not that. like going into the office was not a deterrent for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I mean, working from home is great. And also I do, I think that something that's exciting about the tech space in general right now is you can work for pretty much anybody in the world because almost all offices have positions open for remote work. And even some of those offices are shifting to like full-time remote stuff. So it's cool. It's opening opportunities up and there's tons of opportunities in tech right now, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was there anything that you wanted to be when you were a little kid that you could have seen yourself like you're like, if I had like really committed to this, this is this could have been a life path. I'm going to be totally honest and say that I don't think that I have ever been a person that like gets really passionate about things the way that some kids are like, I definitely want to be this one thing. Like, okay. I never, I I remember saying sometimes that I wanted to be an architect and I remember saying sometimes that I wanted to be an interior designer, but I feel like those were phases. They were never like, I definitely want to do this. And I, I had a hard time deciding about college, like where to go to college and what to do for college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I feel like ending up in software was almost a little bit of an accident. Okay. Yeah. What what was your major? Happy accident, I guess. It was marketing, business administration with okay. a concentration in marketing. Okay. So I do feel good about the degree I got. It was varied and I feel like business is like a solid foundation for somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't really know what they want to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, I went, I took an internship because it was supposedly in marketing, but really it was in marketing software and the software part was the part that I liked. So that was with three birds, right? Or mm-hmm. no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything besides a therapist that you wanted to be when you were growing up? When I was little, I really wanted to be a singer. I like that. You have a nice voice. My voice is like fine, but it is not... Whatever. It's great. (laughs) Singer, like famous singer worthy by any means. I think it's really great. But I wonder, I'm like, oh, if I had really committed to that and like taking voice lessons and all of that, like if that would have been a bigger passion for me in life or if I would have like tried to be in a band or if I would have tried to be in musicals or anything like that. Do those what ifs overwhelm you? Mm, No, not really. That's good. I think it's, yeah, I think it's interesting to think about, but the only one I think that sometimes trips me up when I think about is the like forensic psychology. Not necessarily that I'm like, oh, think of what my life would be because I'm happy with how my life is. But I just think as a career, that would be something really cool that I would enjoy. Yeah. But who's to say that you won't go back to school at like 50 and do it for 20 years? You know, like, I think that I really, truly believe that this idea of like picking a career and staying in it for the rest of your life is dead. Like, I don't think that the people, the the generation that's coming through college right now, I don't think that's going to be true for them because there's too many options and people shouldn't yeah. stay in things that they don't love. And I think we're finally realizing that. And our generation's a lot more fluid with things anyways. So I don't think there's going to be any like social stigma about changing your mind, mm-hmm. um, which I... Well, and like the idea of making a choice about something to do for 50 years when you're 18 or 22 is like... It's ludicrous when you say it out loud like that. It's like, what? Yeah. Why would that be an expectation? Truly crazy, which is why I would love to see like more internship opportunities at every level in every industry. Because mm-hmm. what if you could just take a sabbatical from your job and try something different for six weeks or whatever? Yeah. That is what I love about medical school. <laughs> like the the thing that you have to commit to so hard for. Um but when they get to do rotations and yeah. they get to try all these different departments and like, obviously it's still like in the medical field, but you get to try all these different things and see what you where like your best. passion is. It yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. So I don't know how to f- make that happen, but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll, uh, we'll, we'll brainstorm some options. Yeah. I also feel we, on our friend chat earlier in the week, <laughs> we talked a lot about the school system and how grades and things like that don't necessarily set you up for success in real life because it doesn't right. teach you how to fail. And I think that there's an opportunity there for like the school school system if we reform to like do some education on what it actually looks like to go into different fields like real hands-on something also let's finally teach kids at least college kids how to do their own taxes come on yeah i i really do think there should be like a life 101 course that all freshmen have to take and so yeah this is how to like send a professional email this is how to use a copy machine yeah. This is like just like all these like random things that is so helpful to know that and other things end that up having to figure out on the job. Right. And I know like depending on your background, you might not know how to open a credit card. Like let's figure yeah. out how like finances work. I honestly right. kind of feel like you should have a life class every semester in college. Like right. focus how on do a you different area. Money? Right. How do you make a budget? Yeah. So we have Maybe big we ideas. Start. If somebody would like to take them for us and put them into effect, that would be awesome. Right. And then you can just give us a cut. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we should start a business for universities and we can go in and be like, this is how you're doing it wrong. Like, let us help you. <laughs> I'm really good at telling people how they're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's one of my uh, best skills. I love that about you. <laughs> You know what's funny is my human design uh, incarnation cross is called the, I can't remember if it's left or right angle, but it's a cross of confrontation and, which sounds bad Mm because nobody likes confrontation, but it's really Mm -hmm. like the description of it. It's something about like a corporate raider coming in to shake up like structures, even though it doesn't necessarily have to pertain to business. It's like, I... I'm really good at like showing people and systems how it's not working. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this needs reform. That's, I mean, that's a great skill. Also, speaking of human design type of things, my pattern app the last three days has been so accurate. Wow. <laughs> like a little thing that it pops up on your, as like a little notification. Like one of the days, maybe yesterday, it was like, you might be feeling like extra sensitive today. And like, there might be like conflict in your relationships and like, I don't remember what the two before that were, but every day this past week, I've been like, whoa. Oh my God. Well, I will they, say that... They know me today. Uh, when this comes out, this will be a week old, but the astrological forecast has been a little crazy. Like, there's been like three or four planets in retrograde and... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. So, not surprised uh-huh. that things have been a little crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, back to like small decisions that you think could have potentially changed the course of your life or know that they absolutely did. Are there any other examples you can think of? Yeah, I guess maybe, I don't know if this is super small or if it's big on the scale of things. I feel like it's small, but when we were deciding to move, first of all, I never really decided to move. Seb was like, I think we should move. And I decided to entertain the idea. And I was like, okay, if we find a house we really like, then sure. Okay. And we found a house that he really liked and I felt fine about it. Like I, I could see the potential. I liked the neighborhood. I liked the general like bones of the house, okay. but I wasn't like excited about it. You know, you know yeah. have you ever had that feeling when you're like, okay, this is it. Like yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. 
I believe that you should have that when you're buying a house personally. I don't know. Not everybody subscribes to that belief, but I think that for me, that's the correct decision. And this just reinforced it, this, this scenario I'm talking about. But we had decided to put in an offer on this house. And so we're getting our townhouse like together to get it to list and get ourselves in the position to like put an offer in on this other house. And mm-hmm. Seb came across the listing on Zillow and he was like, I really like this house. What do you think? And I looked at it and I was like, this is really nice. And he was like, I think we should go to the open house. It's tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we walked in and I was like, this is it. This is our house. And it's the house we live in now. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so, like, wait, what happened to this house? Yeah. Okay. No, it's the one we lived in. Cause I walked in and I was like, the other house is not for us. This is our house. And yeah. he was like, I was like, this is the feeling I've been telling you about. Did he also have the feeling? Yeah. After we walked in, after we okay. walked into this one, he was like, this feels better. I don't know that he had as strong a feeling as me, but. He definitely was like, I think too, he saw that I had the feeling. He was like, this is happening. Like, this is a thing for yeah. you. And I, I trust whatever is happening with you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we changed our plans and put in an offer on this one instead. And it worked out. And I just think a lot about what if he had already turned his own notifications off? Or what if I had said, no, we shouldn't go see the house or, you yeah. know, any of those little decisions in there. Yeah. 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 Or if it's like, oh, like you had gotten a headache or. Yeah. Seb felt sick or like whatever, like all these little things could have happened that would have kept you from going. Right. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So I feel like things like that, there's always a, a ton of like little, what if we had just done this one thing differently? We wouldn't be here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like you could like go through your whole life if we could actually remember like every choice that we've made and think about what if I had made a different choice. And I'm sure some of them would not have impacted our lives in any like significant way. And then a lot of them like probably would have. Yeah. But I, it, there's there so many like that effect. it's almost to me, it's like, it's almost, it's fun to think about. I think in scenarios like this where I'm like, I 100% feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. But I feel like at some point it doesn't really matter because there's so many different like points where your life could have diverged. It doesn't super matter because you're, you are where you are, you know? Right. And like there's probably tons of different versions of our life where we would be just as happy or at least close to just as happy. It just would look different. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I also think that your situation oftentimes is what you make it. So, mm-hmm. you know, two people in the exact same quote unquote situation can have to- two totally different attitudes about it. And right. that will be a huge determining factor of their happiness level. So, yeah. It's crazy. I know. I'm trying to think of like a small decision that I've made. And even though I feel like this is like maybe a big decision, but like moving to Chapel Hill at the time, like that didn't feel like a big decision to me because I had been thinking about it for a long time. And like I knew that I wasn't going to like continue to live in my hometown. Mm -hmm. But and so I was and I moved in with Brittany and Jordan and. It was, I don't, I don't know. It just, it felt like such an easy decision that it didn't feel big. Yeah. But that it definitely led, but doing that. Yeah. Like it led to like all kinds of relationships that I have with people. Yeah. Now. We that like if I hadn't, if you hadn't moved. Yeah, definitely not. Happy we're here. Me too. This podcast is just becoming us gushing about how much we love each other. 
I know. I think it every time it like, I mean, obviously it's like facilitating us growing closer, but I also feel like it facilitates like all this gratitude that we have for each other. Yeah. Well, we're doing so, so much sweet. reflecting on our life too. Like I just, mm-hmm. I sometimes come out of these conversations just feeling better about everything. Like I just feel happier because yeah. yeah. it's a, yeah, a gratitude point. Wow. So moral of the story is everybody should start their own podcast with a friend and reflect on how yeah. great their lives are. You're welcome. Free life <laughs> advice. We're charging for the next one. All right. Oh, this is a tough question. Okay. This isn't tough. I'm like, I don't even, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Do mm-hmm. you think that there is some sort of design behind our lives or is it just all random? Oh, man. <laughs> This is such a hard question because I feel like it's the the question if rephrased is, do you believe in free will or not? Mm, I actually disagree with that reframe. I'm I'm sure that you do. Tell me why. (laughs) Well, I think, and obviously, I mean, this is just what I think. It's not anything concrete or anything, but my personal beliefs are we come into the world with ideas of how this life should go mm-hmm. and like what our purpose is and what would fulfill us and things like that. And we have free will. We don't have to do anything. We can choose to follow that path or not, which is how we end up sometimes I think with people who are unhappy because they made, they've used their free will to make choices that don't necessarily set them on a path that makes them happy. So do you think then there is a design and that people have the free will to, to go against it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. I like that. I don't know if I believe it or not, but I like it. Yeah. It sounds nice because I feel like it. you don't have to choose one. Yeah, I think we're just doing the best we can. And I think that's part of being human. I can't remember who said the quote, but it's something along the lines of like, we're spiritual beings having a human experience instead of humans having a spiritual experience. And I really resonated with that, which like the human part of this is hard and you have choices that you can make and those choices may or may not work out in your favor. Yeah. So I have lots of spiritual beliefs that we can talk through (laughs) at length at some point. I know. Yeah. We need to just do a spirituality episode at some point. It's one of my fave topics. Yeah. That one will definitely be interesting. Man, I don't know. I think this is one because I think I connect this question so much to religion. I think that's what my hang up is on it. I hear you on that one. Yeah. And sorting out beliefs around that is complicated. It is. Yeah. I feel like I'm a very, very spiritual person and I know like no shade at all to anybody who's religious because faith is important. But I think that the system of religion can be very flawed mm-hmm. and harmful yeah. to people. Definitely. But I also think that our idea of quote unquote God is like very tied to Christianity and just the way our society operates. And so that makes it hard for people to dissect their own beliefs, which sucks. Right. It feels very like it's black and white. Right. And like you have this idea that God is like a guy that is in heaven and like making all these mm-hmm. choices for you. And I I don't think that's even close to correct, but that's just me. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think obviously we'll talk more about this and 
our spirituality episode one of these days, but I think when I started to question my religious beliefs, probably in college, I think I got hung up on how many religions there are. Yeah, there's a lot. And how, like, why was Christianity right? Yeah, I had a really hard time in high school, specifically, I had a really hard time with the idea that if those people are correct, then everybody else that doesn't agree with them is going to hell. Like, that's so heavy to, like... I don't know, to put that on other people. Like you don't believe in, you don't believe the way that I believe. So I, I think you're probably going to go to hell. Yeah. And like so much of it has to do with where you grew up and your family and all that. I'm like, Oh, if we had been, if we were living somewhere else in some other country where the primary religion is something different, like you probably believe that. Mm-hmm. And would that be wrong? Like, yeah. Then would you go to, I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem in the spirit of love mm-hmm. to think that everybody else is wrong and therefore will suffer a very serious eternal consequence. Yeah, there's a lot. And I don't feel like, especially in the South, there's a lot of room for exploration as children, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, you know, it's never too late to explore your spirituality, your beliefs. Yeah. Always be questioning, you know. <laughs> we A-B-Q. love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start that instead of ABC. ABQ. Okay. Well, this was fun. It was fun. If anybody wants to share with us their life choices they've made that they think could have led them on a different path, if they had done something different, we would absolutely love to hear them. It's very fascinating. It is. To think about. So you can email us at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along at LikeHeartedPod on Instagram. Talk to you in two weeks. Bye.